0: Okay. Huge announcement. I am engaged. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. So I want to tell the story of our engagement throughout this podcast episode. I also want to get into talking about couples in business together. So A, I'm going to kind of do this out of my own of my own glory to gush a little bit about our engagement and what happened down in San Diego and everything like that, but I do want to tie this into a business talk because that's what we do on this podcast to give you a bit of value for any of you guys out there who are working with your significant other or thinking about going in business with your significant other. I think Joe and I have a lot of insight on that. I've actually been trying to bring him on the show to do a whole episode with him and I together on this, and it definitely will happen. Um, I'm just not sure when. We're going to Jamaica next week, so maybe I'll sneak down our mic and and we'll have some time to do that then. Okay, so let's backtrack. If you didn't see on social media, Joe and I got engaged. He proposed to me when we were down in San Diego last week for Craig Ballantyne's Perfect Life Retreat. So we knew that we were going down to San Diego. We were going down for some personal development. Two of our friends, Matt and Emma, came down with us as well. And on the 8th and 9th of November, we had the the Perfect Life Retreat, and then we stayed for a couple days after to do some touring around because, honestly, I... I love San Diego. It's my absolute favorite, favorite city. Um, Joe and I are going down there again for ten days in February. We rented a beach house. It's honestly where I want to spend most of my winters. It's down there, so we were down there last week, and Joe had been planning our proposal for ten months, and I, I, I had absolutely no idea. I was. I was floored. I was floored. There's, there's a video of it too that I'm going to throw out on social media shortly. <clears throat> in, in case I start sniffling or coughing, I have a massive, massive cold right now. So if I sound a little strange, if my voice a little raspy, that's what's going on. But uh, you know, I'm committed to giving content to you. So I'm showing up. You show up even when you don't want to, even when you don't feel like it. Plus, of course, I get to gush about my engagement. So, okay, so here's how the story goes. We were down for Craig's Perfect Life Retreat last Thursday and Friday, November 8th and 9th. And on the Thursday, the first day of the retreat, we had tickets for a Goo Goo Dolls concert. So back, my birthday's May 24th. Back on my birthday, Joe surprised me with these tickets for the Goo Goo Dolls concert. And when I was growing up, the Goo Goo Dolls were my Favorite, favorite bands. Like, I'm a nine. 90- I was born in 1985. I grew up in the 90s. I love 90s music, like Goo Goo Dolls, Matthew Good Band, Our Lady Peace, Counting Crows, like all that era of like grunge rock. It just, it's music to my soul. And Joe and I like totally love that stuff. So, Back And and Goo Goo Dolls are my favorite, favorite band. So the Goo Goo Dolls CD, A Boy Named Goo, which was their first CD that actually went with their first number one hit, which was Name, which is my favorite song. um, That was one of my very first CDs. So actually... No Doubt was my first CD, (laughs) and then A Boy Named Goo by the Goo Goo Dolls was my second CD that I got. I think I was in like grade four or five. Well, let's say grade five. I think I was 10. I was in grade five. (laughs) Am I taking you back here with me? We're talking about like CDs and 90s. Oh, I love it. Okay, so A Boy Named Goo was like one of my first CDs. The song Name, I absolutely fell in love with. Like, I loved the Goo Goo Dolls. They weren't like a super-duper popular band in the 90s, but I just loved their sound. I loved their lyrics. I loved what their songs meant, and it's just something that really connected with me. So Joe got me tickets for my birthday in May, and they they were actually playing in San Diego when we knew that we were going to be down there for Craig's Perfect Life Retreat. So everything, honestly, just lined up perfectly. And so I knew we were going to this concert last Thursday night, and the concert started at 7, like most concerts. But um, they had told me that we needed to get there at 5.45 because we needed to pick our tickets up at the will call. And honestly, like, I thought nothing of it. I was just like, yeah, whatever. Like, we need to be there at 5.45. And Craig's Perfect Life retreat was ending at 5 o'clock. Luckily, it's all right downtown San Diego, and it's all within, like, a 10-minute Uber, so we were going to make it. Well, apparently—and I honestly wish Joe was here telling this story because he tells it so much better—apparently, well, Craig's— seminar was running a bit late and we took our last break at four o'clock and we were supposed to end at five. So Joe knew from the timeline of the day, like the itinerary, that we were running about half an hour behind. So Xander, who's a friend of ours and who was emceeing the event, Joe goes up to Xander and he's like, we need to get out of here like now because I, I have to propose to Sarah. We need to be there. I have a surprise for her. So anyway, Xander goes to Craig and speeds up the whole event. (laughs) Meanwhile, let me tell you, there are 400 people at this event. So Craig sped up the whole event so that we got done at five so that we could get out of there. So here's the deal. Everybody knew that Joe was going to be doing this except for me. Like, usually that is the case, right? But I'm, I'm floored at how many people actually knew and knew for even, like, months. And I had no idea. So... We get out of the seminar at 5. We get to um, the venue. So the venue was the House of Blues in San Diego. Um, it's this little bar, intimate. It wasn't a stadium. It was super intimate and cool and, like, this funky vibe in this bar. And the bartenders were amazing. We got talking to them. Anyways, the, the venue was amazing. We get to the venue, to the outside, to the box office places. And Joe turns to me. He goes, where's your ID? And I realized that I threw my whole purse and everything in the hotel. Like, I don't know about you ladies, but I hate carrying around a purse. I hate carrying around a wallet, especially if I'm going to, like, a bar or a concert or anything. I want, like, hands-free. I want them up in the air. I want to be able to, like, dance and jump around. So I left everything at the hotel because Joe had her credit cards and and everything like that. So (laughs) luckily, our hotel was about four blocks away. I had to sprint to go get my ID. Meanwhile, like, when Joe asked me if I had my ID, he he was like, what? You don't have it? And he was, like, mad. And, and I really see Joe really mad, but he was mad and he was upset. And I'm like, babe, like, why are you so upset? And he says to me, I got his backstage passes. We're going to meet the band before the concert. So then I feel like a bozo. So I literally go sprinting, me and my friend Emma. So we're traveling with our two friends, Matt and Emma. Emma and I go sprinting uphill four blocks to our hotel so I can grab my ID. Luckily, my cardiovascular health is (laughs) tip-top. I had to leave Em behind. Sorry, girl. She couldn't make it up the hills. So I'm sprinting up, grab my ID, come back down. We get actually inside the door, but they couldn't find our actual tickets or passes for the backstage. So jo- jo- I could tell Joe's getting a little bit heated here because he surprised me with this backstage pass and I get to meet the band and John, the lead singer, ah, oh, heartthrob, <laughs> going back to grade five here, <laughs> grade five crushes here. So I see Joe getting a little upset and, and Matt and Emma weren't going to come backstage. So finally, they-, they figure out our tickets or the email that Joe was corresponding back and forth with them because I think the backstage passes were a last-minute decision for him. So then we get we get backstage. We meet the band. It was awesome. Got pictures taken with them, um, and all that that fun stuff that happens. So the concert starts. We're all there, and like what I said, my favorite song is "Name" by the Goo Goo Dolls, and it came on. It was I don't want to say it's one of the last songs, but it was definitely in the last quarter of the show. So I'm standing in front of Joe. We're, like, standing. We're maybe, like, mm, five to ten people away from the stage. Great views. Like I said, it was a really small venue. So I'm standing in front of Joe. He's usually got his arms around me half the night. If you guys know Joe, he's six four and absolutely huge. He's a foot taller than me. So the song comes on, and he's playing the song, and it's about halfway through the song. And he, his head leans over to the right side of my ear, and he said, Do you remember when you said you want me to propose to you during this song? And at that point, I had totally forgot that about a year ago, we were, I think we were playing cards in our dining room. Joe and I love to have like game nights together all the time. We were playing cards and we were listening to our 90s music that we love. And and I said, oh my God, I love this song. If I could have you do anything for a proposal, it would be to propose to this song. And I actually forgot about that whole moment. We were having a few drinks during that time. So we're at the concert. He leans over into my ear and says, do you remember when you said you wanted me to propose to the song? And I kind of just froze. And I, I'm nodding my head up and down like, yeah. And then all of a sudden, this box comes in front of me in his hands, and he opens it up, and there is this gorgeous, gorgeous diamond ring that looks exactly like the diamond ring that I put on our vision board a year ago. Oh my God, I'm going to start crying. Joe and I made a vision board a year ago of all the things that we want to do together and have and, and what we're building towards. And there was this ring that I had I had found it on Instagram when I was scrolling one day, and I just kind of took a screenshot, and I, I threw it up on our vision board. And this, this ring is in front of me, and he says, will you marry me? <laughs> and my first reaction was, no, 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 no. <laughs> I can't believe how many times I actually said no. And then I was like, oh, my God, yes, yes. And I turned around screaming yes and jumped into his arms and... That was how he proposed to me. So apparently he went and ha- he, he went and had the ring custom made. He took the photo to a jeweler that you know a friend of a friend recommended, and he had been having this ring custom made for the last few months leading up to this moment. And if you don't know anything about Joe, Joe is very much about experiences. So, and this is why I love him so much. It's not just about doing something for the sake of doing it. He wants to have the ultimate experience of doing that thing. So whether it's, you know, going to a concert and getting backstage passes or, you know, even like hotels that we rent, he'll walk in. And if it's like not jiving with him, he's like, no, like we need a new room. We'll get a new room. We were at the speakeasy in San Diego. If you guys don't know what a speakeasy is, it's a... Uh, it's a bar that's not advertised. So speakeasies came out when the prohibition was going on and alcohol was illegal. So speakeasies are still like a fad thing in the in the bar scene. So we were at a speakeasy, which is it's a bar behind a restaurant. So you don't know that you're going into it. Uh, we were at the Speakeasy in San Diego, and the drinks they make, there's absolutely no mix that they put with the drinks, but they actually make the drinks not taste like hard alcohol. And the way that they make these drinks is a whole production. So we were there, we had a table and Joe just didn't want to be at the table to drink the drinks. He wanted to be up at the bar watching the bartender make the drink and the whole experience of what goes into making that piece of art, basically so, That's kind of like Joe in a nutshell. He loves experiences. He loves making the most of every situation. And I'm just absolutely floored that he was planning this engagement for 10 months. And, you know, it's funny, and I don't know. I haven't told the story of how Joe and I really met, but, okay, I'll go into that. We got time. We got time. If you don't mind, I'm just going to kind of jam on here about how Joe and I met. So we became friends on Facebook in 2012 and never talked. Kind of like, you know, you probably have friends on Facebook that you've never talked to. Maybe you go through your contact list, you're like, who the heck is that? And, you know, we definitely connected because of the fitness industry. That's why we became friends. Never talked. That was 2012. In 2016, we started liking each other's photos, and I don't know how that happened. I saw him like some of my photos. I liked some of his photos and played a little bit of a photo liking tag. <laughs> and then I remember it was May of 2016. So, you know, we've only been dating for two and a half years. And I reached out to him talking about business. I don't even know what it was. It was like a business question. He was like, hey, like, let's get on the phone and, and have a talk. So we decided to have a talk on the phone. We talked for about an hour, like totally just about business. And then we had each other's phone numbers, and we started texting each other. And the texting conversations definitely grew outside of a business talk. And after two weeks of texting, he was like, I need to meet you. I'm like, yes, like, absolutely. Like, we connected so well. We talked. Like, we shared everything about our lives basically all through text for two weeks. And we decided to meet. And I remember the day that we decided to meet, he was coming over to my condo when I was living in Toronto. And I remember getting ready in the mirror And this is going to sound so cliche, so please don't, like, gag on your finger as I tell you this because this is, like, the honest truth. I remember getting ready and looking in the mirror and thinking to myself, this person is going to make a massive impact in your life. This is someone who you've always wanted to meet. So I'm downstairs in the lobby, and I'm waiting for him to come to my condo, and he pulls up outside And I literally go running out the door towards someone I'd never met before and just started texting two weeks ago. I do a running hug, like literally sprint, jump into his arms, wrap my legs around him and just bear hug the shit out of him. I have no idea why I've done that. I've never done that to basically a stranger before in my life. And we had the most incredible hug and embrace. It was honestly like I had known him my whole life and he had just been away for a week and I was so excited to see him again. That's literally what it felt like. So we put his truck into the underground parking of my condo and we go upstairs to my condo and he was going to make me dinner and and do this whole production for me. And we're sitting on my couch and I'm vibrating. Like I can't even tell you like literally my whole body is vibrating. You know when you get like excited or nervous and you can you can feel that energy flowing through your body? Well, it was like my whole body was just vibrating and it felt like a 10-year-old girl who just met like her high school crush or something. Like, I don't know. It was it was insane the 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 feeling I had. That's the best that I can explain it. And I just remember like looking into his eyes that were so like blue and vibrant and He ended up staying for four days at my condo and didn't leave when he was only supposed to come and make dinner. So that was a story of how Joe and I met. And honestly, it's just been, it. yeah, I I can't explain it. He's definitely someone who, I don't know if you believe in past lives or something like that, but he's definitely someone who I was meant to be with. Now, in terms of business, it's probably one of the most difficult things I've ever had to do, but the best. because So we met in May of 2016, and we decided to start ho- holding business workshops together. It, our first one was March 2017, so almost a year later. We had released a fitness program together in January of 2017, and we were kind of figuring out, like, how are we going to work together? Was it going to be on the fitness side? Because that's where my business still was. But Joe was consulting for bigger gyms like uh, World Gym and and private studios and stuff like that. So he was doing business consulting and I was still in the fitness world. So, sorry, I got the sniffles. So we were trying to figure out like how we were going to come together from a business perspective because that's what we connect on the most. And when I say business, I just mean... Like building something together, bringing people together for something that we've built, launching something, marketing something. Like we love that stuff. We love building a name for ourselves. We love impacting people. And I think that's why Joe and I like jive so well together because we were just so in alignment for exactly what we want to do in life and in this world. So we were figuring out what we were going to do. And we started hosting business workshops in uh, March 2017, and we hosted a couple workshops throughout the spring and into June, and then it was in the fall of last year 2017 that we decided to host to do our first mentorship and uh, and go full on into business coaching together, and that I would slow down and wean off and not take on any more coaching clients, and that's what we did. So we've really only been solidly working together for the past year and a half. But I can tell you that building a business together actually makes our personal relationship, I'm going to say the word easier, but not, not necessarily easier, because our most difficult, heated conversations come from the business aspect. And if we can deal with that from a non-personal, non-emotional side, which I say that, but it's really not because there's always feelings and emotions involved, then we've actually never had any issues on the personal side. Like, I can't think of one argument, fight, or disagreement that we've had that's come from a personal side. Maybe a few, like, tiffs here and there, like, like every normal relationship. But because our most difficult conversations are from the business side, it actually makes communication way more open on the personal side. And this is the big thing that we see because we work with a lot of couples in business too. There's many of them in our mentorship. You know, we talk to many of them who struggle to get things going. And, like, I'll be the first to admit, even in past relationships, I've tried to have that business relationship. I've tried to bring other boyfriends, like, into my fitness business to be the male coach because I solely worked with females. So I kind of wanted that duality. And it just never worked. Like, we just never saw eye to eye. Or I always felt like I was more invested than them. And it's really hard to run a business with someone if you don't feel like equals and if you don't feel like you are both equally invested into the growth of that company. And with Joe, it's like, it's, it's almost like we have a baby together. That's kind of how I think of our business. It's our baby and we both have that shared responsibility of it. I never have to micromanage him. He never has to micromanage me. We just know our roles and what needs to be done on a week to week or monthly basis and we get it done. And that's my biggest piece of advice. So here's my two biggest pieces of advice is if you're wanting to run a business with your significant other, there needs to be open and clear communication. And that's hard. Like, that sounds easy. Like, I can say that, yes, have clear communication. And you're like, yes, of course, that, that sounds right. But in reality, can you tell the person who you are in an intimate relationship with and a business relationship with where they're falling short? from the business side. Like I think I don't think anybody wants to hurt someone's feelings or s- say that they're not doing something right or have those tough conversations. Like that's hard in any aspect. But when you can have them from the business aspect and not let things build up, just like in a relationship, you can't let that shit build up. You got to just deal with it when the time comes it makes things better. So that open and clear communication has to be there because if there is stress in the business, there is stress in your personal life. If there is stress in your personal life, there is stress in the business. So if you want the business to thrive, your personal relationship needs to be awesome. If you want your personal relationship to go well, guess what? The business relationship also has to be running awesome. And not to say that there's not any issues like at least when we first started working together, it was like a weekly thing of us basically at each other's at each other's throats, and there were times when we even questioned like should we be doing this together? So so honestly, up until about I would say February or March of this year, two thousand and eighteen we were at each other's throats. But what we had to do, and this is why I love personal development, and this is why Joe and I travel and do so many things, and this is why Joe and I have coaches too, because if we were left to our own devices, we'd probably kill each other. (laughs) So developing yourself personally, your emotional intelligence, the way you communicate, the way you think, the way you act, like that's personal development. Developing yourself makes you a better human being. It makes you a better business owner. It makes you a better partner. So we do all of our personal development together in in terms of like uh, like seminars and, and traveling to do things. Now, we read and listen to audios that are different, but personal development is a massive, massive priority for our personal and our business relationship. So we started doing a lot of personal development and just talking more openly, like we would have a big blow up or a big fight and we would end up kind of dissecting it, like what went wrong here? Why did you say that? Or why did you react like that? And we had to learn how each of us communicated because everybody communicates differently. And it's very much like, I don't know if if you've read the book, uh, The Five Love Languages, really understanding what someone's love language is. So for me, my love language is um per, uh, touch my my love language is touch so even you know during fights or arguments or resolving things if he just comes over and gives me a hug i know everything is okay joe's love language is words of appreciation So Joe likes to feel appreciated. He likes to feel gratitude towards him. He likes to feel like he is important to me, to the family, to everybody. So words are very important to him. So I've had to learn how to communicate gratitude and appreciation for him through our arguments. And he's had to learn how to, because when we used to fight, he would shut down, he would become cold, and sometimes we wouldn't touch for days. And to me, that was like detrimental, you know, because that's my love language. I would think, oh, he doesn't love me. So I would pull even further from him. I would become mute and I wouldn't talk. Meanwhile, talking and words are his love language. So you can see how communication is key and a really, really understanding how you communicate and what makes you feel loved, what makes you feel supported, and learning to work with that through the business and through the personal relationship. The other thing with communication, too, is, you know, Joe would get very vocal and very loud um, when he was upset about something. And to me, like, that shuts me down. And, you know, I've, I've actually have never seen my parents fight. Uh, so I never grew up in an environment where I knew what conflict was and I knew what strong words and anger and loud voices, like, I never grew up with that. So in a way, I never knew how to talk my way through arguments and fights. So Joe's really had to learn how I was raised and and how that actually, it, it, it breaks me down. Like I literally, I will shut down as soon as he starts raising his voice. And I've never met someone who was so willing to learn about myself and learn how I want to be treated and learn how we can grow in this relationship. God, I'm going to start crying again (laughs) because I think it's so important. I mean, I've been in so many relationships where, yeah, they were okay. And yeah, you know, I could have been happy if I stayed with that person. And to be honest, I've been engaged twice. So this is my third engagement. I was engaged in my early 20s, and then I was engaged in my late 20s, and I'm 33 now. And I left them both because it just didn't feel right. And even the last engagement that I left, great guy would have been a great father if we decided to have children, like hardworking man. It just, and I knew like he loved me inside and out, but it just didn't feel right. Like there was something missing. And I've never been in a relationship that felt so complete and whole because I know that both of us are willing to work through the hardship. We're willing to grow ourselves. We know where we want to be, you know, from a relationship perspective or from a business perspective. And we know that in order to do that, we need to grow ourselves and we need to be, you know, different, better, high-vibing people. Because cause that's the only way. If you want a different reality, you need to start thinking differently, acting differently, making different choices. And I've never met someone who w- thought exactly like that, like me. And we can, we do absolutely, like, we spend so much time together, it's actually probably disgusting. <laughs> but I've never connected and got along and felt s- such growth with someone, like, ever. And, you know, Joe and I started talking about getting married, like, within, honestly, within like a few months of being with each other and definitely like when we were solid, like after a year of being together, you know, you talk about marriage in a relationship and it's the first time, the first time ever that I've never felt like I pushed for a marriage or pushed for an engagement. And and I've done that in past relationships. You know, you feel like, okay, like this is the next step and this is what we're growing towards. But I think, I guess with Joe, we are growing every single day. And I know that whether we get married or whether we don't get married it doesn't change anything with what we're doing or where we're going or or how this relationship will grow so when i say that i was floored by this engagement like i was absolutely floored because there's been times where we've talked about like marriage but it hasn't been ongoing ongoing conversations so it wasn't something where i was like i know it's coming i know it's coming so yeah, I was absolutely floored, and I am so, so, so happy, and I am, like, literally, literally living on cloud nine these days, and we're getting ready to take off to Jamaica for a week, so I'm so excited to actually have some downtime on a beach. We've never taken a beach vacation, and start thinking about our future together, and I'm so, so, so excited for that. We actually had a talk the other day about what we were going to do for weddings, and uh, we've decided we are not having a wedding. We're, uh, to So I hate weddings, and I know hate's a really strong word. I very much dislike going to a wedding. Everyone complains about what's the dress attire going to be. They pick apart the bridesmaids. They, you know, are always looking at the the bride's dress. And then you pick apart the food, and then you watch your relatives get shit-faced. And then everybody's, like, happy, but there's a stress going into it. Oh, is this person going to talk to this person? Or can these two people be in the room together? And there's all this, like, drama and built-up stuff. And the only people who are really happy and enjoying themselves that day are the bride and groom. And I personally, every time I get a wedding invitation, I'm like, ugh. So I'm not going to do that to people. Joe and I are probably going to go get married somewhere together by ourselves, and we are going to do a party. We're going to do a, like a celebration, something fun, something that's not just like a DJ in a hall. I don't know. We're going to like pay a band or like s- something, something cool, something fun, something memorable, something that's a celebration, something that's super not not dressy, like super casual, and just celebrate with our friends and family. So. That's kind of where our head's at right now, and that's definitely not happening until 2020 because we have a summit to plan for next spring, and our calendar is basically booked for business stuff. So unfortunately, (laughs) our wedding is on the back burner because our business is still in its infancy stages right now, and that's our baby, so that's what we're focused on for the next year. And like what I said, if I actually get married, you know, it's not going to change Anything, anything at all. So I hope you've enjoyed the story. I guess it has something to do with business, but I think it's great to hear about relationships and hear about love because love is so rare. And ongoing love is even more rare because people aren't willing to work at it. You know, who you are today can't be that same person 10, 20 years from now if that other person you're with is growing. And if you're in a business relationship with someone or you're thinking about being in a business relationship with someone, you both need to commit to the growth of yourselves in order to make that business actually grow and to not micromanage each other and to have real legitimate like business meetings. We have business meetings every single week. So there's two different relationships that you need to toggle between. And it it just works with Joe and I. And I, I, just from working with some couples that we've, we've had through our mentorships and through our programs, not all couples can sustain business together and they're better off just meant as a couple and maybe do their separate things business-wise. Or, you know, maybe one person stays in their full-time job and the other person runs the business because we've seen relationships fall apart when they go full-on into business together too. So if you both can't commit to the growth of yourselves and the business, then then the business relationship will just never work and it will put so much stress on the personal. So I hope you've enjoyed that talk. Very, very different than what I usually put out, but I think it was really important. I'm definitely going to have Joe to come on and talk about this. You're going to love him because I just love him so much. Oh, I'm so smitten with him. He's honestly the best. <laughs> so I really want to have him come on the show and share some insight and wisdom with you. And he is hoping to be launching his podcast soon as well. So that's going to be coming out.